G'day, friends of the show. This week, I have a bonus episode from behind the super friend paywall to share with you this week. In this episode, Matt and I catch up about the recent few Ideas Digest episodes and discuss some of the recent controversies that have divided Facebook. These issues being the front line of what seems to be the always raging culture war. So if you'd like to support the show and get access to bonus content like this each week, you can go to ideasdigest.org, sign up, become a super friend of the show. Other ways you can support the show, you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Speaking of, it's been a while. Let me read through one fantastic review I found from Vanessa S0910. Five stars. Thank you, Vanessa. Vanessa says, great to listen to all kinds of perspectives. I love the host. Oh, that's me, Conrad. I really value curiosity and he, the hosts, me, Conrad, really embodies curiosity and takes us along for the ride with him. Vanessa, thanks for sharing. I'm loving hearing that. My ego is very pumped. I am a curious person. I'm glad other people enjoy my curiosity as well. So thank you for that five-star review. One final note, as Matt and I prepare new content for the new seasons and new episodes of Ida's Digest, and as we head to the front line of the culture war, we need you to show us the way. The topics we explore and the politically charged landmines that we step on along the way come directly from you, friends of the show. So send through at any time, send through on Instagram. That's where I'm most active. You can chat with me there. Uh, send me through your Facebook feuds, your family feuds, your friendship splits, any topic, whether it be just your classic cultural 101, religious disagreements, political divides, Wherever people are divided about ideas, generally split into two, that's where we want to go because where there's division, there's always something deeper going on. And Matt and I want to go head first and keep exploring these ideas. So thank you so much for your support. I'm right and you're wrong. Once you start labeling people, categorizing of humans and ideas, you have desensitized yourself to the humanity of that other human being to who they really are and in the marketplace of ideas these things are complicated man we all need to engage with a variety of viewpoints a genuine multicultural connection with another i mean sometimes you don't need to agree or disagree you just need to sit with it and digest g'day welcome back to another episode of ideas digest Matt has joined me. It's been a it's been a short break, so Matt, we've got a little bit to catch up on. There's a few episodes in there. H- how's it been going? It's been going good. I've been trying not to be too triggered by some of the you know some <laughs> of the interaction, um, some of what I would say um, slippery eel action going on. Slippery, hey, the, give us a give us a slippery eel breakdown. What what is that? That's the well, term I took from you. This is before us of the podcast. I'd call you the ultimate slippery eel because I would try and get you to like I would be railing against you about some concept about God or his reality. And you'd be saying, I can believe both at the same time and still be true. (laughs) And I'm like, you can't believe both at the same time and still be true, Conrad. And you'd be saying, well, in this circumstance, you're living that way, Matt. And I'm like, yeah, but that's not about an objective fact. And you'd slip out. So the slipperiness of the argument, I would call it the ultimate slippery eel. So yeah, I try not to get too triggered by some of that stuff. Um, I think I've come around a little bit. Um, and I guess we all are, right? When we just try not to really, yes, you know, just be super triggered, hear the idea, hear what the person's saying here, and then, you know, internalize that um, and not react. Uh, so, yeah, I've enjoyed it. It's been good. There has been a few episodes where I was, as I was talking to them, especially Keith Giles, the recent one, and the Pete Rollins mm. one, 
where it's yeah. where I was hearing our previous conversations of Matt saying, pin him down, slippery eel. Pin and him. I, threw, I threw in a few questions uh, towards the end yeah, there. The, yeah. the question I asked Keith about, did Jesus literally raise from the dead? That was a, that was a question from you, Matt, pre- previous Matt, where it's like, <laughs> give me a yes or no, please. Nail this yeah. guy down. Yeah. So what, how did it feel trying to nail them down with that question? Uh, if you had like the, honestly, the dirty version of Matt on your shoulder... I knew I, I I read his book Solar Mysterium and and to be honest I like it's a good read I, I mean if you're headed into the we keep getting we keep getting the gravity of the deconstruction world Matt is keep keeps mm. pulling us pulling us in because it's obviously where we come from but I did know where he was headed and I I didn't actually think he'd answer it as clearly as he did because in the end he landed the plane on I don't think literally but I think in other, in another sense, you know, he hmm. like, and, and I didn't know if, if I'd pin him down on that, not literally thing you need to, as, as these progressive Christians need to do, you need to be careful as he's, I guess he's selling books, right? So he's got an audience of people that as soon as you deny the resurrection in the literal form, that's going to shut off a lot of, uh, a lot of the audience. So I thought mm, maybe in self-preservation, a lot of these mm. progressive authors, they kind of say, well, maybe I, I wasn't there, but, uh, but it, it could have been, could not have been. So it was interesting to have him mm. say where he is. He's probably not, that's not how he, how he sees it. He thinks that even the authors were potentially talking about another type of resurrection. Yeah. And I think a big thing that we, you know, we do on the show and a lot of you and your questioning with your guests is, is really following the incentive structure. So we're going to look at an idea in capitalism it's easy for us to follow incentive structures there. I find these micro incentive structures, i.e. what you just said then, I've got an audience and I've got books. A lot of the questions I have, and obviously this is just questions I ask myself, is it's like, okay, I've got this deconstructed crew around me that's demanding content, um, but they're not un- they're un- the audience is not fully willing to let go of themselves, like let go of that reality. And so I still pander to it. And I still create these metaphors, these, these sayings, these words around just getting around the fact that most likely no way that this happened, you know, if you're coming from that perspective. Um, I guess that's what I, that I, is part of that internal frustration with me. It's just like you have an incentive structure to, to, to respond like that. Would have you ever... Mm. And, and they would probably agree. It's not like they're trying... They're not, not, not being... Uh, they're not being... Jet, disingenuous i guess but it's just like where is that line we pin the capitalist at times for an incentive structure um but we yeah. tolerate it sometimes with bad ideas just because the incentive structures are quite small so that's just what is something mm-hmm. that's going on with me yeah yeah these i de- i i think we this is how we engage a lot of these ideas is going what are the factors pushing us to these places and that's where i'm always trying mm. to go when i'm talking to someone about an idea i'm actually trying to unpack what are their what has been the incentive structures that have been a part of their life the mm. things that have pushed them in a certain direction over their life to get to this point so when when i'm engaging someone with a really controversial idea i do I, i'm plan i'm planning a series on abortion coming up matt where mm-hmm. i've identified and reached out to a few different people with different positions on abortion 
Not not controversial at all, by the way. <laughs> no, especially not now in the in the height. It it yeah. just it just doesn't go away. I thought this was going to be resolved as an issue, mm. but it's just come back, obviously, with a vengeance in America. Then Australia takes it. So it, it's it's I think what's happening in America is just going to be a resurgence in Australia. So as I engage with these ideas, the temptation for me talking to these people is always okay, let's get into a, a back and forth, a debate. And I'm really actually trying to, I do want to give listeners of the show, I want to put forward the best ideas I've found of the opposing side, have them respond to it so people can just see if it stacks up. But I also am still far more curious about what you're talking about, Matt, the incentive structures or the, the, the incentive structures or the micro incentive structures that have, that has led someone to this point. I'm actually reading a book uh, written by someone I probably, it's probably too big to get on the show. She's the poster mm. woman of of uh, pro life abortion arguments, which yeah. is massive. I think you, like CNN Booker. If anyone wants to book someone who's going to have a really eloquent take and a personal journey from progressive, she worked at Planned Parenthood and she's now pro life. And so I'm reading her book and story, and that's going to be a future episode coming up, which I think will be fascinating because she does a good job in that book of mapping her journey through that, and that's what I find actually very fascinating about the ideas we're exploring is how do people get there? Yeah, that makes sense. Interesting. So with her coming up, I guess you're, I guess you're probably preemptively predicting what some of these like insane, uh, you would say, tribe, like this insane tribalism that's happening right now. And then I guess, again, her incentive structures to, to think of that certain way. How much honest discussion do you actually predict will come of these interviews if you'd be honest with yourself like how talk to me more about honest discussion you think people I mean, putting forward an agenda because that's their role in society exactly. now like she's a spokesperson is she going to be that honest like her it's almost like she's too big to you know to to go back on a community to go back on a potentially it's just like she's just pretty committed to this idea um and this idea mm. is profitable for her so what's the likelihood of i guess it's just an opportunity for us to get an insight into her worldview and then just go okay this is how this person this types of person thinks and the person that's maybe more towards the middle that could maybe swing either way um is likely to be influenced by this person so how are you going to navigate that are you just going to pander to her are you going to try and pin her down on some things or is it just a waste of time trying to pin her well, I, w- I won't be able to get her on the show, but there's someone else who's equally as eloquent. I'm, I'm going to try. I, I do, I will present the best, the best arguments that I've, I've tried to find. And I don't do it because I don't think these worldviews have really great talking points and a really great ecosystem around them. They're, they're quite cohesive within their own world. So if you're talking about a pro-choice movement, it's women, uh, women's bodily autonomy and, and that really fits really well with, you know, women's rights to choose, uh, very, I guess, coming from a, the school of feminism. And then the other side just just bypasses that altogether and enters it from a completely different angle. So when I see these posters, one's like, my body, my choice, and you go, great. And then the other side goes, abortion's murder. So even though it's your choice, murder trumps your choice. And so they have their own ecosystems. And I think... I don't think you'll get any spokesperson from any side. I think there's always, there's never a, that level of honesty that I think you're asking about there. I, th- I think I've always encountered people presenting 
I guess what they're paid to present or what their identity has now been formed at. And in the age of social media where we post our opinions, these are the people I find on the topic. They're someone who's posted and railed against abortion or railed the, the need for abortion. Everyone's very convicted in their causes, but also their identity has been hardened in this way by publicly stand, taking this stand. And so there's always this veneer of both identity and then audience incentive structures and then potentially monetary incentive structures. And that's not to say that it's a bad thing. I just no. think that's how we all operate. And so, Including this show, right? Like, <laughs> What are you talking about, Matt? <laughs> oh, no, I'm just saying like, you know, these are just the community, you know, behind the scenes insight into this, but this is something we have to be aware of, right? In the sense that, so this fun, like, you know, I'm just trying to get the most extreme, like fundamentalist, like irritating person. Like it's, it, it's, it's super hard to stretch your mind that way. And which is part of what the whole mission of what we do, right? Is just getting your headspace into that space where you can, you may not, as much as the ego may hate listening to what you're listening to, but at least finding a place to meet them halfway can grow you even though it hurts your ego and so yeah we have more or less a crew of people that are more or less on that journey spectrum of deconstruction and some people that are still on either sides of that on the extremes and that's fine um and then the challenge in this age is what exactly what you're saying is like how do we still objectively hold that idea without wanting to make a fool of the person that's outside of our camp um, and so, yes, so hard to do. It's so, so hard, hard to, do. to do, but I think questions and you're great at questions. And I think that's just one of the key things is just asking questions, great questions. Like, you know, mm. it's, I think it's, it's just one way of unraveling the, you'd say the meta structure of someone's idea is just like, you know, you're not going to get through its defenses by attacking it. So it's just by asking the right questions, you might get, be able mm. to get to some form of place of middle-ish ground, which is more likely you're mostly on their side. Um, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you almost have to create this safe space to, like you're saying, get through the defenses. Whilst also, as I enter in this, into these conversations, whilst I become aware of what's happening inside of me, Am I trying to get beyond their defenses to make them look like an idiot because mm. I've got a really good argument and, and my weak point is always like conservative economics and, and um, a few political fronts where I'm going, no, nah, there's good data on this. Like I'm oh, going to put this data in front of them. I can't wait for us like to have an argument at the free market. It's going to be, it's going to be <laughs> sweet. <laughs> I've, don't get us both started on the future of Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But speaking of controversial things, not Bitcoin at all. So don't don't switch. Oh, it's off in everybody. a bear market. So no, we don't want to talk about it right now. <laughs> we don't want to talk about it. <laughs> bye bye bye. No. <laughs> yeah, good financial advice coming from us here. But I've been. Uh, have you noticed, Matt? And maybe I'll explain it to you here. I've been in an Instagram feud, my friend. Instagram feud. Yeah. Well, you're quite good at them. Like I try and get feudy on my Facebook, <laughs> and then I send you a screenshot of like two likes. And then you're just the master <laughs> at it. Like, I'm just like, hey, guys, we need to look at this environmental issue. And it's just like crickets. But you just have a way of, of just engaging the, the, the Fox News slash conservative. Like, you really irritate them somehow. somehow. So what happened? The, the, the best ones find me, Matt. So this is, this is Ideas Digest. This isn't just Conrad on Facebook 
sometimes triggering boomers with, with annoying comments. This is Ideas Digest <clears throat> posted a clip. So you may have seen it if you're following us on Instagram, at Ideas Digest. This is where you can keep up to date with all the feuds. I love a good feud, Matt, because a feud is fuel for the algorithm. It means I'm hitting an echo chamber niche that I've been siloed out of, Matt. And so <laughs> this account, right, called Biblical and Reformed. So go give them a follow. Why the hell not? You know, it's a different world. See, see what the... Sorry, I'm just... <laughs> Matt's the triggers are running yeah, through my spine right now. Yeah, it's probably a lot of, like, childhood trauma from... I have some Reformed friends. Yeah, yeah. I have some great Reformed friends. So, yeah, yeah. It's all good. Sorry, I've worked through the you trigger and I'm trying to meet halfway. Going, but let me, uh, I'll pull my phone out now, Matt. And I will, um, I'll read. So what happened was, well, there's a, there's a lot in this. So I posted the clip of, of Keith Giles. So this isn't even me. This is Ideas Digest. We're above the fray. If you, if you want to get anything out of this podcast, it's the moral superiority of being able to listen to these people and engage with different ideas and not, and not wade in amongst the debates. And the, we can look at it and go, Oh, that's, that is a perspective, isn't it? Mm, very nice. And judge from on high. If, if, if that's what you get out of the podcast, I get that sometimes. So I posted this, this clip and it was Keith Giles. And pff, it's not like I'm responding to incentive structures of the algorithm, but I did post the somewhat, I believe, well-crafted clickbait of Jesus... <laughs> I'm not trying. It's just one word saying, trying to avoid, you know, like these algorithms. Yes. And then I post a clickbait. We're, just like, we're trying to learn from the algorithm here. It's like, how do you grow a podcast and not work with an algorithm? You, the, the answer is you don't, Matt. You don't. Yeah, you have, exactly. You have no listeners. But anyway, this yeah, is yeah, me yeah. doing the best I can to not sell my soul completely to the algorithm, but also bow when I need to. So here's the, here's the, the title tile here. It just says, Jesus told us to have sex with God. Agree or disagree? Not bad. <laughs> Not bad. It was a good one. And, I loved it. You know, it says on the slide here, swipe to get nuance. And as you swipe to get nuance, there's a clip of, of Keith, Keith Giles, the recent or the, the few weeks ago episode there. It says, Jesus is actually quite literally saying, gnosko God. So he goes to this interpretation and he says, that, that's quite literally translated is that we need to have intercourse with God. And obviously he goes into more and more, you know, theological depth. It was actually quite an interesting point. I thought it's going, okay, how does, how does one have intercourse with God? Well, obviously it's a, you've got to rethink what intercourse is, and, and, but it's also, anyway, you can look it up there. But this account picked it up, <clears throat> this uh, biblical and reformed, and I'll read you their, their text for people following along who, who don't want to bother with Instagram. Fair enough. It, it quoted my text. It says, this post says, Jesus told us to have sex with God, checking the two boxes. And it says, this is an absolute, absolute, and this is me translating to an Australian audience because it has a garbage bin and a fire. So you'd be like, what, a garbage fire? No, I believe that the emoji is dumpster fire. Because obviously, I, I, I think that's what it is. So, and then below that it says, mark and avoid Keith Giles. And you know what really pissed me off, Matt? You know what really got, got Conrad fuming? They didn't tag mm -hmm. me. They didn't give me any credit whatsoever. There was no at Ideas Digest to listen to the full thing. I'm cool with controversy. I'm cool with being hated on. Just let's send the algorithm the right direction, mm. please. Please. So, so I reached mm. out to them and I sent a message. Oh, it was a bit... Well, you can tell me if it was too much, Matt. You can tell me if I was too, too blunt there. Um, 
Oh, I was a bit of passive aggressive. Ready? Hey, mate, please don't steal content and not credits its source. So I was like, hey, mate, that was a bit of a, a bit full on there. What do you? Th- how do you feel about that? Uh, I think soft. Soft. And then I said, and then I kept going. Okay, soft I for said, sure. Removing tags yeah. to pass it off as your own content is really bad form. It takes a lot of time and effort to create this stuff. Feel free to rail yeah. against it, but at least be open about where it comes from. Because the thing that got me was at the end of each clip, I put in, you know, here's the podcast tile, here's the, here's the thing, listen, uh, thing. They chopped that off. Mm. Like they went to effort to not just forget to tag, but to repost the clip with this chopped off. So anyway, they responded. They responded. And they said, hey there, no one is taking any credit for that. Trust me. I'll happily tag you. So they went back and they did add the tag. Um, bit of the passive aggressive, like, trust me. It's good. And, and then I was happy to make content, yeah. uh, contact with them. So I was like, uh, I said, I'm glad to have made contact with you. You know, clearly this is something you disagree with. I'd love to have you on the show, particularly to discuss the idea of this mark and avoid. Because I've hit this community that's like, hey, everybody, look at this. Put a check mark next to it and avoid it, which is quite co- like quite counter to the whole conservative idea if you if you're linking this with political idea ideas you'd say freedom of speech right don't censor you know they're always rallying against the woke left for cancel culture i would stereotype them to maybe on the political right maybe i'm wrong that's a wrong judgment maybe who knows but they're saying mark and avoid don't listen to it and then in the comments there was lots of different people kind of saying i can't believe you platform this we should all avoid this this is something really horrible um so you can share your thoughts there and let me know if you want mm. to read any of the comments that I've got. Oh, for sure. Like that's, <laughs> this is great. Like this is what, this is, this is what we're about. But like, it's just so painful sometimes that like I, I get, I get his mentality. Uh, I think many of you guys um, maybe that have listened to my episode, we know that I've come from this headspace where, um, you know, particularly with, I think getting inside the reformed right. head is that, they're very conscious of incorrect theology, right? So um, a lot of my interactions have been great with it, you know, on a personal level is really healthy, um, but they're very studious, um, know their Bible, like they're very prideful knowing their Bible and, um, and, and not, you know, they're very paranoid about not committing heresy. So you got like, you're stepping into that culture, that like, you know, that, that, that culture of where, like how they see the world. So it's just like right theology, wrong theology. Reformed guys to partic- particularly are very um, campish, like campish in the sense of like um, they'll hang out with, you know, it's like R.C. Sproul or D.A. Carson or you're a four-point or four-and-a-half-point Calvinist. They have all these like, but right. they're still within a sub-camp. Everyone outside of that is basically damned. Like I've got so many stories of you, like I could share with you from local, like t- trying to deal with them like where, our old church, you know, which is like a, a, a you would say a, a mini mega church in the area would send a gift to a church of quite a reformed church, which is like, hey, they're, they're quite a big reformed mega-ish church as well in the area. And they'd send it back. They said, like, we don't want anything mm. to do with you guys. Like, this is, you guys are like done, not interested. And they would actively from the pulpit say, avoid these places, avoid mm. Hillsong, you know, they preach heresy, prosperity, blah, blah, blah. So it's what you're coming into there is just very much part of their culture. Like, it's not surprising. Um, and as you, if you can see, if you could just imagine being that person, 
they're just like, they're doing God's work in the sense of like, well, here is something you need to avoid. Yeah. yeah. I don't care if it's rude what I'm doing because what's more important is truth. And I don't give a stuff about Conrad. I don't give a stuff about this, this podcast. It's about truth and you've crossed Mark the line and, and here is what you need to avoid and dismiss. And that's a big part of their, and I think it's, yeah. Hmm. I don't want to comment more on that at, at this point than that, just to give someone that's maybe, um, un- just maybe would react to that and go, that's rude. I am not surprised. Hmm. Because I'm, I'm actually, the thing I'd like to understand then is, is, is there a benefit, Matt, to a mark and avoid type mentality? Is there a benefit to, I mean, what, what does someone gain out of finding what they would believe truth to be and then just solely focusing on that and then avoiding anything that can drift us away? Because it almost seems like it has this un, these undertones of perhaps I can't be trusted necessarily. I might be led astray. These people might fuel, fool me with their eloquent delivery. Uh, yeah, that's mm. why I would love to actually chat more to that account, Biblical and Reformed, but Matt, they ghosted me. Mm. They, I've, I was, I was saying, hey, come on the pod, be, it'd be love to explore this idea a little bit more. You know, feel free to. How big is the account? Uh, I think it's like eighty something k. Yeah. So mm, interesting. I mean, I made, I made contact, but I, but I suppose if they're taking this seriously, like even talking with someone like me is probably sixty two k. So, so talking to someone like me, I guess they went, they acknowledged and went, okay, I'll add the tag. Respect. Thanks for, thanks for doing that. Uh, but sadly, too late after you already got like, listen, I don't want to, I don't want to humble brag here, but in their <laughs> recent posts, that one's their highest trending reel that they posted. So I don't want to. Interesting. So, so it's working for them and they tag it after it hits 37K. So, you know, little annoyed there, but. I will learn to forgive. Whatever. Learn to forgive. But yeah. So, what's the benefits of that? Like, for someone that's lived that, uh, not a version. Like, I can't say I've lived a reformed existence, but I've lived a variation of it, where you hold truth, and there's truth and error, and you have the truth, and, and there's outside people that don't. Uh, it's really comforting, right? It's just like you live in a very. We live in a really grey world, and so. There's a lot of uncertainty about the future, the economy, there's all these things. And then all of a sudden you have a Paul Washer. <laughs> if you want to have a fun time, I think I showed you a few of his Google clips about abortion or whatever. Like, he's a guy, very interesting, highly like famous in the reformed areas. He would just like, he would just say it. And I think this is what people got behind Driscoll and stuff like that. They just, they're, they're, they'll just say it. They'll just go out there and say, this person's a heretic. You like, will yeah. go to hell yeah. if you believe this doctrine. Yeah. God will set fire to this church. I'm surprised. I remember Driscoll saying once, I'm like, I am surprised. <laughs> he, had the, he had the giving come through once. And this is when I was really like into his content. And the giving was shit. And, and he was just railing against, he'd just come back from Haiti. And he said from the, he said from the pulpit, I, am, I, I would be like, I have no idea why God or something. It was just paraphrasing. I can't remember exactly. It was 10 years ago, but he was just like, why God would not destroy this church for the sin wow. that you guys are committing. Like he, he would style. say something like that, but yeah, but okay. So if you want to listen to a good, another podcast series in Christianity today on Mars Hill, mm. you'll hear the stories behind people wanting to gather around that. These guys in Seattle, which is a real liberal left to center city 
trying to rally themselves around a, like, you know, like nothing really like, you know, and here's this Driscoll guy emerges, super smart, charismatic, tells the world how it is. And all of a sudden's awakened sort of a toxic masculinity, but still something in them for a purpose and a, and a drive. And it's an incredible podcast series because you, I think you'll get more, if you want to dive deeper into this very idea as to why this is popular, mm. listen to that podcast and you'll, I think you'll just get inside the minds of people that got swept up in this toxic culture, but still, even amongst its, all its toxicity and Driscoll's craziness, they still look back on it as the most fulfilling parts of their lives. Hmm. And I think I can, re, I can, ex, I think it's, may, I know you probably didn't ex, experience that specifically, but there's nothing better than sitting in that little Bible study. You've closed the Bible after two hours of deba- debating theology and, and then you just all look at each other and you're just like, wow, how blessed are we to know the truth? Let's pray. Must like, is, can you compete with that dopamine little rush there? Of No, probably not. Wow. I'll tell you what Everyone can. Everyone else is deceit. I'll what? tell you what can compete with that. Instagram's dopamine rush. Because as much as people <laughs> are saying, mark and avoid, in these comments, Matt, there's someone who tags... 10 of their friends and says, listen to this nonsense. So the thing that overrides Mark and Avoid is, oh, I'm so outraged. You got to hear how wrong this is. That's the thing. That, that's what's more powerful because. Right. So, so here's, here's my movement then on that. Cause I, I go, this is, this is fascinating. I'd love to understand how someone gets there. What, what the benefit that they would experience from that. You've described some of potentially what it is there. And I reached out to maybe, 15 or 20 accounts before Instagram was like, stop spamming people. I'm like, it's a numbers game. I've got to get enough people. And Keith Giles <laughs> agreed to come on an Instagram live with me. So I won't do a pro- I, I might post it for the, I might save it and post it for friends of the show plus subscribers. If you sign up there, itisdigest.org, you can get access to ex- this conversation extended, which will keep going or, uh, any extra content like I'm doing like this, the experiments I run. But Keith has, has agreed to come onto a live call with a few of these commenters. So I reached out and said, hey, I noticed your comment. I'd love to have you in conversation with Keith Giles. And what I'd like them to do is read him their comment and then maybe expound on it a little bit, explain a little bit more. I don't want to debate. And then have Keith just kind of sit there, hear it and go, okay, I can understand why you see that. And then maybe give him like a little right of reply, like a short well, here's, here's kind of where I'm coming from. And then we'll probably leave it at that and move to the next person. I really don't want to get into a debate. They just go in circles and they end. I don't know. I'm, yeah, not, yeah, I'm yeah. not a fan of the debate there. But, but what I'm curious is the one, because some of these comments are like, come Lord Jesus and listen to this nonsense. And like, this is complete dumpster mm. fire and um, brah, WTF. And sadly, there are people who listen and believe these these derelicts of the gospel, you know, pretty harsh comments. So I'm trying to get these people, Mm. I'm like, just say it to Keith's face and let's see that interaction. Like let's bring the human back into it. And I I think people, I think people would appreciate that. So I've gotten a couple of people two so far and they're probably more the theologically grounded. Like they're probably thinking it's an opportunity to be like, like I get to explain how right I am because one of these accounts is more of like a similar account that's kind of pushing theology on, on Instagram, but, but that'll be okay. So, so stay tuned for that, Matt. And you know, in the next couple of weeks, I'll try to line up a time as. that works for everybody and then, um, and then see how we go. So I think it's great. I think it's awesome. This is like, because like at the end of the day, there's the people, 
I don't know, the real, the top end of that tree, it's like any tree. Um, I don't know, like a guy like Matt Chandler sitting on a mega church. Driscoll's a bit washed up at the moment. He's, you know, lost most of his church. But like a lot of these guys have books as well. They have the communities um, and they've built a, they've built, they've built a following around this theology. And so I, I think the the hope of that dialogue is in the people that are just sitting there and there's been a fair bit of cognitive dissonance going on in their heads for a little while and they're just probably unwilling to say something. I think it's just those people that are right on the edge that would be the, will get the most out of that conversation and I'm happy for that. I think that's an amazing place to be. Not to convince them to leave, but I just think just to ask the questions to be more honest with themselves. And if that's to be more honest with themselves is to stay, that's 100% fine. 100% we celebrate that. This is not about believing or becoming a certain thing. Um, but I think just being honest with yourself is the biggest, the biggest thing that I would say, I would postulate, hypothesize perhaps that these people are not honest with these beliefs. Because you're saying it's like theologically they'll be down the line. Yes, they'll get in those, they'll get in those churches, those reformed churches that were full of the elect. <laughs> and while everyone else that it's not elect is screwed. Um, but behind that, behind that, when you get when you get past those epic level defenses, so good luck with that. But behind that, I still think of people that are questioning and are confused. They're like, if God is so sovereign, why the hell is this happening in the world? Like, you know, blah 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 blah. And I think that's where the I think the the hope is for me. Hmm. Well, two other controversial news in the previous few weeks. I don't know, Matt, I've got a couple of things that popped across my news feed that could be interesting, different ideas. Uh, so if, and, and also friends of the show, if you are seeing any, you know, Facebook back and forths, any pop division in the culture war, Matt and I, we're going to step into the front line. I, I like to run towards the bullets, I suppose. Probably won't end well, <laughs> but send them through and we'll, we'll have a look at them because behind these behind the culture war behind this division there's always something interesting going on there's something interesting going on with how people are connecting how we're interpreting things and we want to explore those ideas so some of the ideas that we could explore matt i don't know if we will or not but i'll just bring up these ideas did you see the manly jersey debacle in other christian news no actually okay no okay. so the the Manly Jersey, let me give you a very brief, poor summary. I'm sure people are aware of it. Last week, Manly released a, propo- released a proposed jersey with something that was very offensive to some players on the Manly team, and they refused to wear it and or play the game if they had to wear it. What do you think mm. was the most offensive thing to some of these players on that jersey? Something around sexuality? Yep, keep going. Mm. Rugby league's history. Quite a interesting recent one history. I know, I'm not recent history. Last two years, gay equality. Yep, yep, yep. You got oh, it rugby. So not manly. This is rugby league. Rugby. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. yeah this rugby league for Australian listeners. Yeah, 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 yeah. Slightly, slightly okay. different. Uh, so yeah, yep. they released a, a jersey. So equality. Yes, they released a jersey that instead of the white stripes, if you're familiar with your manly jersey, American friends of the show, it's a maroon jersey with a sea eagle is the is the mascot there. 
and it's maroon and it normally has white stripes, but they've replaced the white stripes with a ra- with rainbow stripes all over the jersey. So they're quite small. Mm. It looks interesting. It looks okay. I, I'm not a designer. I know matching maroon with anything could be could be tricky, but seven <laughs> rugby players apparently got really upset with this and they... Uh, I think, and this is where I'm probably going to get my facts a bit hazy. I only had a brief look at this. I think they kind of refuse to play with this jersey because they don't want to wear a symbol that supports LGBTQIA plus equality. So, and then as I'm scrolling Facebook, as you do, the, the feud begins. The, the back and forth between these tribes, you get, you know, the Christian people on Facebook saying, men of God standing up for the truth, you know, like... You know, we need to be inclusive. These woke people aren't inclusive. In fact, they're actually excluding me and my exclusion of them. Well, they wouldn't say that. They would say my right to to not have this on the rugby jersey. And then as I was reading the comments, you know, the people pop up with witty replies. One of them was saying, well, you know, well, one posted a picture saying, we've revised the manly jersey and we've removed the offensive part of it. And so obviously you would think, okay, they've removed the LGBTQ colours, but instead they removed the prime sponsor, Sportsbet, which if you know anything (laughs) about online betting companies, they're essentially run by the devil. They target problem gamblers, they're infiltrating Mm. children. Like this is a real big problem. And so, you know, that, that battle went back and forth of the Christians being like, yeah, this is outrageous, these woke people trying to infiltrate the game I love, and then people going, well, hang on, isn't like online gambling and alcohol sponsorship the thing you really should be upset about? And so that was an interesting back and forth that I think is never-ending, Matt, just like the abortion thing. If you would like to hear the rest of that episode, you can head to ideasdigest.org, sign up, support the show, become a super friend, and you'll get access to the rest of these episodes. No more annoying fade-outs at the end of an episode. All your support is greatly appreciated. And remember, send us through any feuds you're coming across on Facebook, any comment battles, any family feuds. What ideas are dividing everybody this week in the news or on your social media feeds? We'd love to hear about it and dive into those ideas and find out what is behind them. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll catch everyone in the next episode.